to another episode of Untapped Potential with Dr. Simone right here on TDN Radio. As always, I am so happy to be with you this evening as we get powered up and energized for the week ahead. As you know, if you're a regular listener, this is where we stop by every week to remind ourselves of the important life goals that we have set out for ourselves and how can we remain consistent with those goals. So I am so happy that you're joining me here on Untapped Potential on TVN Radio. Uh, looking at the calendar, let's take a quick look at the calendar. Uh, we see that today is uh, Tuesday, 31st of January. So imagine it is already the final day of January, Tuesday, the 31st of January, 2023. And I hope that your 2023 January was quite productive because as I always say, if we're working on a goal, we always want to get started early, whether we get started early in the day, whether we get started early in the week, or whether we get start, started early in the month and the year. So I hope that you've laid out your plans for the year in January. I hope those credit card bills that we talked about last week, I hope they weren't too high and they're quite manageable because one of the things that really keeps us back in life are those unnecessary debts. So all those credit card debts, uh, you know, all those high uh, interest rates debts, that is certainly something we want to make sure that we try our very best to avoid if we're trying to move our lives forward financially. So again, welcome to the program. As always, we uh, start the program off on a note of gratitude. We're grateful for health. We're grateful for life. We're grateful that we woke up today uh, for family, for friends, if we have jobs. So there's so much to be grateful for, despite how dark and gloomy the world can seem at times. So as always, we have a great interview for you today. Uh, we have some great music, our tip of the week, and then you certainly want to stay tuned until the end of the program to find out what is going on on pushpast10.com. So again, thank you for being here for another episode of Untapped Potential. We will kick this uh, episode off with some uh, 2023 Calypso out of Dominica. Let's enjoy this one from Trendsetter, more banking. And speaking of Calypso, you know, I've taken on a new cause because I think that there is too much politics in Dominica's carnival. And it's so blatant when we see what happened to the Cal Calypsonian third eye this year in 2023. There's absolutely no reason, and so many people have agreed to this. There's absolutely no reason why his song did not make it to the next round of competition when you consider some of the other songs that moved forward. So I thought I would take it upon myself to try to find a way to right this injustice. Because I think what we're seeing in Dominica is that those who are brave enough to speak out against the injustices in Dominica, they're finding a very difficult 
difficult time, right? A lot of Dominicans feel like they're, they're being muzzled to speak up against what is going on against them in their own country. And I think that we as an international community of Dominicans in Dominica and abroad, we need to send a clear message that we supported those who are brave enough who live in Dominica, who are brave enough to speak out against the injustices that they face on the ground. Because once you've had a chance to hear the song, and I will be sure to bring it to you next week, you will see that the song is really about the victimization that many people complain about in Dominica. So I believe that is one of the reasons that the song did not make it to the next round of competition. And I thought that I would take it upon myself, you know, with a social media following uh, combined pages of about 12,700 followers. I thought I would take it upon myself to start a campaign, to start a campaign to help to, um, you know, to reverse the ill that was done to Third Eye by asking folks to make a donation. Because I think that those who are trying to speak out, but they're being muzzled, they're denied financial opportunities. I believe that we as an international community ought to take the stand and say, you know what? We are going to financially provide donations to those who are denied the opportunity to make financial benefits because that is what would have happened. He would have been paid if he was allowed to go to the next round of the competition. So I hope that you will join me in this venture. If you're on Facebook, uh, you can see the video at Push Past 10. Again, P-U-S-H-P-A-S-T-1-0 on Facebook and I'll be sure to put it on YouTube as well. And if you're interested, you've heard the song and you want to be a part of this movement, you can send me an email at pushpast10 at gmail.com if you would like to make a donation to this important cause. Because I think that, you know, more and more people are being silenced because they're being victimized. They're being denied financial opportunities. So this is a very good way for us to send a message that we stand in solidarity with those who are willing to stand up and speak out in Dominica. So I hope that you will join the, the movement by sending me an email if you're interested in making a donation to P-U-S-H-P-A-S-T-1-0 at gmail.com. So again, we have another great program for you today. Uh, our interview is going to be one that I did with Marcelin Edwards. <coughs> Excuse me. As many of us know, First Domestic uh, Insurance Company, yet another major company in Dominica, has since closed the doors. And we are often wondering why does the government not intervene to help many of these companies that seem to just fall by the wayside? Why is there not a program such as as filing chapter 11 bankruptcy here in the U.S. to help these companies to get a fresh start, to help companies such as First Domestic to get a chance to restructure their business so that so many Dominicans do not face unemployment, so many Dominicans do not lose their financial stake because First Domestic as one of the indigenous, the first indigenous, life insurance company, insurance in general company, you know, they've been in business for decades and many Dominicans have invested in their mortgage insurance with First Domestic and now to find out that all their money is lost. So I believe that is truly something that the government should look at closely. So our interview today is going to be with Marcelin Edwards. And again, it's the first part of the interview we did via Facebook Live last week with regards to the, the, the shutting down of First Domestic Insurance. So of course, once we've had the interview, uh, you can expect our tip of the week and then stay tuned for everything that is going on on Push Past 10. So let us enjoy this number from Trendsetter, more banking, and then we will go straight into the interview with Marcelin Edwards. Stay tuned.
After a day or two, before you know it, they conversing. Before you know it, they are liming. And when they build that foundation of trust, it starts more banking. More banking to keep a smile on your face. More banking to it in a secure place. More banking to say I love you. More banking to prove a connection is true. More bank me in the night. More bank me when the time is right. More bank when the kids are asleep. More bank every time we meet. More bank, more bank, more bank. Information sharing could cause a tragedy If others know your ID numbers They could get your dollars When you're ready, send a secure message to me More banking PM scary say More banking Even Tazi from Triple K more banking Please keep this between us More banking Not a soul you should trust More bank me in the night More bank me when the time is right More bank when the kids are asleep More bank every time we meet More bank, more bank, more bank With the ability to share You can do it anytime, anywhere But use your phone wisely Protect it from major casualty A rubber case is key to prevent a tragedy More banking We could add up here More banking Daytime, night time, anywhere More banking The more the merrier More banking More features to discover More bank me in the night More bank me when the time is right More bank when he is asleep More bank every time we meet more bang, more bang, more bang More bang, more bang, more bang Get to them! Did I, did I? Come on in, check in, post a message Let us know that you are here Simone here 
And yes, we've all heard the news that First Domestic Insurance is liquidating. That means that it is going out of business. So yet another company, another major institution in Dominica is going out of business and pretty much liquidating their assets. So we know that you have lots of questions, lots of concerns, especially if you're a homeowner with a mortgage that was being um, insured by First Domestic. So come on in, share the live. Uh, we are very grateful that Marceline Edwards is joining us today. Um, she very quickly agreed to join us um, this evening to help us to better understand what is going on with regards to first domestic and the implications for the closure of this major insurance company in Dominica. So again, come on and share the live. Let everyone know that we are here and let us welcome Marcelin to the program. Marcelin, Dave Bertrand, I see you. Thank you for joining us all the way out there in the UK. Great to have you on board. So Marcelin, thank you so much for joining us in, in quick time. We know that you're a true, you know, patriotic Dominican and you're always ready to assist whenever possible. So thank you for being with us um, this evening to talk about this important topic. Well, thank you, Dr. Simone Matthew. Simone is fine. Yes. <laughs> and a special good evening to you and your listening audience as well. Yes. Well, it is a pleasure being on your program for the very first time. Yes, yes. Thank I was thinking about it. I'm like, I don't think I've, I've actually hosted Marceline before. So mm -hmm. since you've never been on our, on our platform, just go ahead and tell us uh, briefly a little bit about you, especially as it relates to your professional background with insurance. Uh, well, uh, Simone, I must uh, say I uh, I feel privileged to be your guest this evening. And although it's not to discuss a favorable subject, but I am glad I, you know, I am here nonetheless. Mm -hmm. uh, well, I am a house, uh, a household um, name mm -hmm. and um, everyone, well, a lot of people know me as Marceline Gordon, but I am. Um, you know, married to Edwards, so I'm Marceline Edwards, and I my in, my background is in, in insurances. So since I have a, a career in insurances, I have worked with uh, the insurance companies in Dominica for over fifteen years, as well as I have been an, a producer here in America uh, for a few years too, and. Um, so insurances is my professional background, I must say. And I, although I was not contracted with a first domestic directly, uh, but um, being an, an agent of Life of Barbados, which is now Surgical Life Incorporated, I had the privilege to, um, to market uh, the products of first domestic insurance company. And... Um, uh, because, you know, as you know, that Curtis Tong was uh, the manager of uh, of um, Life of Barbados and First Domestic for, uh, well, Life of Barbados, which became Surgical Life after the acquisition was completed. And we know that uh, Barbados Mutual bought over Surgical Life Incorporated. Not, well, Barbados Mutual bought over Life of Barbados and we became the company became Surgical Life Incorporated. So that is how it's Surgical Life Incorporated was born. So yes, so Mr. Tong was the, the, the manager of, of Life of Barbados for many years. And he went on to, um, to, um, to form his own insurance company, which is a first domestic insurance company that we are now talking about. And... Um, uh, it is, it is, um, well, by now everyone knows that Mr. Curtis Tong was the manager for yeah. many years and mm -hmm. establishing his own insurance company, which is the first, it was the first indigenous insurance company in Ireland. And of course, it was a, a, a success for many years, hiring, training, and employing indigenous Dominicans. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And also, and that is significant. Yes, and yeah. that company was also contributing significantly to the Dominican economy. And um, mm -hmm. it was a household company. 
Mm-hmm. But, but I think also, Masin, what would be helpful, because I get the sense that many of us don't have a clear understanding of insurance. So why don't you, since this is um, an area that you're proficient in, why don't you kind of just explain to us what exactly is mortgage insurance? Because one of the concerns I think a lot of us have is that, um, you know, first, uh, first domestic did not seem to have fallen under an umbrella insurance that would have put it in a better uh, position than what we're seeing today. So kind of just walk us through, you know, insurance and the need to have coverage even beyond the company that you're insuring with. Well, uh, Simon, uh, mortgage insurance or, or is different from, um, uh, from life insurance in itself. And it depends on, on what the bank is looking for. Uh, mortgage insurance can also be uh, insuring the mortgage for, let's say that you, you have a, a, a 20-year mortgage, that you go to the bank and you apply for a $500,000 um, mortgage, and the bank um, gave you, uh, you the requirements as to how to secure that loan. And part of, uh, part of that securing loan, it comes with you know, having, to, having to take out an insurance policy to cover the, the, the duration of the loan and the amount of the loan. Now, that in itself is what you call a temporary form of insurance, and it is normally given out for the number of years. Let's say you have a 30-year mortgage. You could take a 30-year term plan to cover that mortgage. So if you were to die in the early years of, 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 of that um, mortgage, then the bank knows to where they're going to get the money. Mm-hmm. In order to cover the, in order to cover that indebtedness, and you in, in yourself, if you if you um you 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 took the bank's money uh, to build a house, and let us uh, well, you would like to be here to to pay every cent of that mortgage and to have to live in the comfort of your home where you can raise your children, but there are some given situations that will does not allow, you know, and you could die prematurely. Now, it's not because you die, you want your children not to have that house. So what, the, what the, the company will do, they will come in and they will pay off the indebtedness to the bank so your family could live comfortable in that house. Now, uh, um, property insurance. The bank also requires property insurance, which is a different type of insurance that if you were, like in the, in the case where we live in a, in a region where it is, you know, uh, the hurricanes are, are becoming worse. We live in a time when there's global warming, the hurricanes are becoming worse. In the Caribbean, it is like the Caribbean has become, you know, a catastrophe. Uh, we have we have this, we have been threatened with um with um earthquakes, we have been threatened with um um the volcanic activities that is sometimes it acts up in Dominica and um we have had bad hurricanes. Hurricane Maria, we have seen it at its worst. We, when we could not, we did not believe that a hurricane could get any worse than that. Mm-hmm. Now, if you have your property, the property owner wants to ensure that that property is insured, and that is where property insurance comes in. Mm-hmm. And. Um, yeah, uh, but there's but, also but there's also a need for these insurance companies to be covered by an external uh, company. Is that what I'm understanding now? Yes, but um, I uh, this is what you call this is what you call reinsurance, mm-hmm. and because of the of the of the risk involved, and particularly a, a small company like Foods Domestic, which is a local company. Yeah, it was. It was even. Uh, I am not saying that First Domestic did not have reinsurance. They probably had reinsurance, but they did not have sufficient reinsurance. Mm-hmm. Now, now reinsurance is um, insuring that risk with a with a with a bigger company, say Lloyd's of of London. You 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 spread that risk across because, you know, it's um. Uh, well, we have seen that. Because of the enormity of the hurricane, what it did to First Domestic, and I will say First Domestic because that is the company that we we are talking about, and that is the company that went 
on the Watson. So I I will I will say first domestic. Mm -hmm. Um rain showers is is a way to it's uh I would say it's it it's re it reinsures it's like a reimbursement system that protects insurers from very high claims. Because what happened during Hurricane Maria, it was a catastrophe where Hurricane Maria decimated Dominica. The reinsurers, it involves that third party mm -hmm. in part of that insurance company's claims. Mm -hmm. Once the claim surpasses a certain amount. So let us say that um, um, they had sufficient, first domestic had sufficient reinsurance. And um, and uh, they were obligated to, um, let's say, to, to 50 million or maybe a billion. When it reached that, that, that figure, the, 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 the third party Yeah, let's give uh, Maslin a minute. I think she froze for a minute. But guys, thank you for being here. Um, thank you for joining us. That in itself yes. is, a, is a short way to stabilize the insurance market. Mm -hmm. And uh, you, we would not have had the problems that we are now having where homeowners cannot get their investments. They cannot get their, um, their claims paid. As a result, some of the homeowners have lost the properties. Yeah. yeah, let's give her a minute. She seems to be sticking um, for a little while. But again, thank you for being here. Um, Auntie Hummy, Hamelina Watson, good evening. Yeah. Yes, go ahead, um, Marston. I think you froze for a minute. Yeah, so no matter mm -hmm. what, no, no matter how you look at it, it is... It is bad. Yeah, but but wasn't wasn't it a case that um, First Domestic actually got an injection of funds from the government um, mm -hmm. after the last hurricane? So, I mean, shouldn't that have made them buoyant to the fact where we should not be looking at the situation right now? Uh, well, 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 Simon, we can we can say that if we want to. But uh, let, let us take, for example, you have you have a liabilities that is in the let's say $180 million. And the government gives a, 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 a loan or a grant of, of $10 million. What is that going to do? How is it going to, because you still, you, let's say your claim is 100 and you need 180 million, you get $10 million. So there's, there's still a deficit of $170 million. What do you think $10 million is going to do? $10 million is not going to cut it. And, um, and um, although we, 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 we look at it, well, the, uh, the government injected some money. Uh, this in itself to me, is it was a down payment on the assets of First Domestic. And I will tell you why I say it's a down payment on the assets of First Domestic. Um, there is, um, first of all, there is, um, there is a legislation there is a legislation that uh, which governs insurance companies all over the world. And Dominica is no exception because there is a registrar of insurance in Dominica that has far-reaching powers to keep the doors of the insurance company open or shut it if the company is in violation. There is also the Financial Services Regulatory Authority whose responsibility is to ensure that the insurance company is operating within that space that satisfy the statutory obligations. And the ultimate objective of this is to ensure the policy holders at all times are protected. Mm -hmm. There's also the auditors of the company who have the first view, the first um, picture of the company's finances on the books as it relates to the company's assets, liabilities, and whether the assets of the company is sufficient to cover the liabilities should the company go into insolvency. 
-hmm. And all, to add to that, all insurance companies and managers know about risk management and the transfer of risk. They know. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the transfer of risk through reinsurers, as we spoke earlier, and that is insuring the risk with a larger insurance company. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, uh, we know that, uh, that we spoke about the reinsurance, what it, is, what it is there for. It is a reimbursement system that protects the insurers from very high claims. So if they had sufficient um, reinsurers, then that in itself would not have been you know, in the picture. Yeah, so so your 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 thing is is it that you're thinking that that is the major reason they may have gone under because they were not well, 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 because well, of the reinsurance. Well, 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 yes, but um, this is part of it. And um, uh, let us assume that they had they, even if they had all of those things in place, you know, they had sufficient, they had reinsurers, the um, the regulatory bodies was were, were doing their job, they were doing all of what they were doing, but even if the, all of those things were done, in and even if, let us say, we America is is um, insurance companies um, operate in a highly regulated insurance in the um, you know industry here, but even if all of those things were done, an insurance company can still fail for a variety of reasons. For example, they might underprice their products and have higher than expected insurance claims as in the case of Alpha's Domestic, when Dominica was decimated by the hurricane. And that was a catastrophe, and we all know it, which is one of the reasons why the government of Dominica should have stepped in. Uh, and notwithstanding, they gave them that you know meager $10 million, but the loan that the company had requested of them, they, um, they, they should have stepped in and helped. Because uh, uh, from what I can say, what I have said, it seems obvious that they did not have sufficient reinsurance and uh, they too, the reinsurers, uh, they, um, they, they, the, the register of insurance and the, and the body that is supposed to, to, um, to supervise those insurance companies and to ensure that, that they, are, they are doing the right thing. They are following what is, on the, what is on the books in terms of the, of the, uh, of the laws where those that, that cover those companies and keep the investments of Dominicans safe. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, yeah. So we have so we have a lot more to cover because I think, of course, yeah. we're going to be concerned for the policyholders and the yes. employees. But before we continue, let me just greet everyone who's joining us on Facebook: um, Carol Herman Levy, Patricia Garraway, Edith Buganu, Unfiltered Diaspora, Kimberly Rice, Lane Johnson, Hermelina Watson, Auntie Hummy, nice to see you, Clement Anthony, Janice Sharpless. Thank you guys for being here. Daniel, Benjamin, Paul, and Hector. If I missed anyone, I will be sure to check back. But guys, go ahead and post a message. Let us know if you have any concerns. Are you especially concerned that yet another business has gone under in Dominica? And Masin, even before we talk about the policyholders and the employees, you know, it just begs the question, you know, why isn't there a structure in Dominica to kind of rescue businesses from going under? Because we've, ha- we've seen so many businesses go under where, in fact, what could have probably saved them is like a, a Chapter 11 bankruptcy that we've seen with American Airlines where businesses are given the opportunity to claim bankruptcy, to restructure so that they can continue to operate. What are your thoughts on that? Well, well Simone, we, we do understand that even bigger companies go under. Because no company is too big to fail. Mm-hmm. Furthermore, a small company as a first domestic operating in a dead economy. Uh, we have to bear in mind that Dominica has been in a recession for 20 years under this illegal government that hold Dominicans hostage while they cripple the private sector. We have to agree. We have to, we know it. So if this government was interested in protecting the investment of Dominicans, the hundreds of Dominicans that that first domestic had the potential to employ, and you know, and they they have employed with the billions of the lavish waste of our CBI resources that this government has, 
They, they, they would have stepped in to bail out first domestic, like what the U.S. government did mm -hmm. in 2008. Remember, remember in 2008 when, 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 when AIG, which is, which is a big insurance company, much bigger than uh, first domestic. First domestic can't see the wind of a AIG in terms of the, 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 the assets and in terms of, you know. AIG was on the brink of failure during the Great Recession. And that is what the U.S. government did. They came in and they bailed out AIG. Mm -hmm. So, so this is something that could be done if the government of if of if the government of Dominica was interested in protecting the investment of Dominicans. But from what I can see, they do not care. They do not care whether Dominicans lose their investments, whether Dominicans lose their life savings. They do not care. Let alone they do not police those companies um, professionally and sufficiently uh, in order to protect the, the investments of the clients. Because First Domestic is not the, oh, the first insurance is not the first insurance company that is going over in Dominica. Yeah, you that's had, what I was about to ask you. You you had you had British American. Mm -hmm. That went under with uh, with people's retirement income. People lost their investments. People lost their their their, their all their retirement income. People people lost their um their 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 their, 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 their everything they had their investments everything mm -hmm. they had mm -hmm. with colonial life as well went under in Dominica and there was nothing put in place to secure. The investments of Dominican. So the Dominican. So this is the third insurance company that is going on the in Dominica, and if this is not a problem, if this is not um um gross um 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 um, um neglect of the Dominican people that who have been striving and working and putting their their um the premiums aside. Yeah, be it for um for for protection, be it for investment purposes, whatever it is. This is gross neglect, and somebody should answer for that. Mm -hmm. The, the reinsurance, the um, the um, the the register of insurance in Dominica, the the, the, the body that you know that 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 regulates uh, the financial companies in Dominica, like the banks and you know what have you, you know, overlook those companies. They should be called into question for for that for for that failure. And you know, Marcin, there just seems to be like no repercussion. I mean, I've heard stories of people uh, paying insurance from the 1970s and having that completely wiped away. And there's no recourse. There's no, you know, class action lawsuits that can, you know, you can take against um, companies in situations like this. There is just no recourse. It's just a loss and you just accept it as a loss. I mean, people have lost their retirement. And to just accept it as a, as a loss. I mean, what are you supposed to do? Go back and work in your 70s to be able to earn a living? So I think what we're seeing now is that there's an increase in the distress of these insurance companies in Dominica. People are saying, you know, I'm no longer going to, you know, invest my money in, in insurance. And we even have an, an uncle. He built his house and instead of getting insurance, he saved his money. And when Hurricane Maria struck, he was able to, you know, build his house back with his money. But this is a guy who worked in England for many years and he could afford to have all this money saved up to rebuild his house. The average Dominican can afford to do that. Well, well Simon, and even if the average Dominican had the capacity to save money, they cannot assume that risk. That is assuming a, 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 a mammoth risk because you don't know when you have, if you have a 20-year mortgage, you don't know where you are going to be in the, in the next 10 years, in the next five years, in the next 10 years, in the next 15 years, let alone the next um, 20 years, because anything could happen. Look at the, way, look at the rate at which people are dying um, 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 nowadays. Mm -hmm. Anything could happen. Look at the disasters. Anything could happen. Do you think you can save? You can save to protect um to protect your assets, your your, your million dollar assets. Right. How much can you save to protect a million dollar assets? 
Yeah, but it also begs the questions, though, uh, Marcin. I mean, are there questions we should be asking this, the remaining insurance companies? I mean, are we sh should we be asking them, you know, who are you reinsured with so that, you know, we get that sense that if they go under, there's a, a reinsurance company that will step in to, to feel, fulfill the, the policy holders. I mean, are there questions we should be asking? Because I own a home in Dominica that's insured and now I'm nervous. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 well. This I, I, I would very much doubt that the clients and um, the clientele can hold um the, the the insurance companies to that type of responsibility. It's not the clientele's job to do that. It is the registrar of insurance, and the and the and the governing um body in Dominica uh, that that is supposed to do that. And mm -hmm. uh, uh, how how are you how how if if they have the 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 the, the 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 the, the bites as to and the ability to shut the company down and they have not done their job do you think a a, a client a client has the ability to do it the client does not have the ability to do it and uh, and and uh, 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 the client in it the client is protected under under the, the um the the uh, the laws governing insurances and what have you. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. uh, so um, this is not the client's responsibility. It is. It is just not the client's responsibility, because when, when if an insurance company goes under here in the U.S., whether whether the whether the government bails them out or not, the clients' um, um investments are properly secured. You know. It is properly secured. It is. It is just different from what is what is happening. What is happening in Dominica? It is. It is. It is different. Uh, the clients are not going to lose their money. So if so if uh, uh, the U.S. government had not bailed out um, a, um, AIG mm -hmm. and the company had gone under, it would not have affected the policyholders because the state regulates insurers. If an insurance companies go under, if an insurance company goes out of business, so 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 what is happening to in in Dominica is unheard of. It is unheard of. This is just not done. And we are asking, what are these people doing? What are these people doing? The financial services regulative authority in Dominica. What are they doing? What are they doing? Because I mean, now it now it begs the now it begs the question. I mean, should there be a, a mandatory investigation of the other remaining life insurance companies? Because, like you mentioned, this is not the first insurance company to go under in Dominica. So clearly, that is a, a sector of the economy that needs to be looked into um, with close scrutiny. So, so should we now see an investigation where we're looking into the insurance companies, ensuring that you know they can? Because I mean that that is a, a, an ethical contract that you're making with someone that if you pay this amount every month, and mind you, if you don't pay and your insurance lapses, you have to go back and get evaluations and all that to 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 reinstate your insurance. So you're you're holding on to your end of the deal, but then to hear something like this happen, it's just. It's, it's awful. Unfathomable. It's awful. It's 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 awful. And you know, I tell I well, I tell everyone an insurance contract is a unilateral contract, which means it's only the insurance company that is obligated to the contract. The client can 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 choose to end their their, their side the contract at any time. But if the client has maintained his side of the bargain by paying his premiums, because everything that the company says is it is going to do, which is stipulated in the policy, it will do only if you pay that premium and you pay that premium on time. The clients took the responsibility to pay those premiums on time. So it is a very unfair that after you have done all of that, then you are being told your claim cannot be paid because there's no money to pay the claim. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and again, going back to, to the fact that people are losing, 
um, faith in these insurance companies because even after the hurricanes, many people thought they were fully insured just to come to find out that, you know, they were underinsured. They hadn't read the fine print. So, so is it upon the, the policyholder or the insurance company to ensure that people know what is in the claim, what you are covered for, um, you know, and all that information? Is it the onus on the client or is the onus on the company? To, to, to walk their clients through what are you exactly insured for? The onus is on the client. Mm -hmm. You have a contract in your hand. You cannot just take a contract that, yeah, that yeah, you, you, applied, you, you applied for insurances and a contract was, was issued to you. You can't just take it and, and leave it in the, in the jacket, in the policy jacket, and never open it, never read it. If you, if you do that, you are not aware uh, of anything that is in the contract because even after a, an insurance policy is written up and it is delivered before the um the the the, the client accepts the insurance policy the, the client has a, a a window of 10 days whereby he could read it read the contract and if he's not satisfied with the contract he can return the policy to the company and get and get a refund of his premiums. Mm -hmm. so, so, so they give you they give you an option. You have an option legally to read the contract. But mm -hmm. as we say, we um, we are people who don't like to read. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you don't read, then I very much doubt that you're going to be aware uh, of anything in that contract. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people talk about the fine prints and the, and the what have you and what have you. But then an insurance contract is not meant to educate you. An insurance contract is meant to cover your risk. If you come to the company, you said, my, my property is worth, is worth half a million dollars. I want to cover my property against hurricane, earthquakes, uh, flood, whatever you want to cover your property against, uh, then the company will do so for you. They'll charge you a premium and you will have your property covered for, you know, you know based, well, they'll come out to an evaluation to see if the property is, uh, if the property is adequately insured or if it's underinsured or whatever, or if it's overinsured or if the property is in the, is in the, is, is in the, is in the states, you know, uh, to, to be covered and, what have you, and then they will they will issue a premium and a contract. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you know we must talk about the the policy holders and and you know yeah. how can they potentially get reimbursed. But before we do, let's say good evening to Jean Francois, David Joseph, Stephanie John Baptist, um, Jackie Abraham, God's Flames, Capacan. So guys, thank you for being here. Don't forget to share the live. Let everyone know that we are and share your experiences. Share, I know you're listening very intently to every word that Marcin is explaining and she's doing an excellent job uh, educating us on insurance. But what have been your experiences with insurance in Dominica? Who might be the best option for insurance in Dominica? You know, where have you had good experiences? Where have you had um, not so pleasant experiences? Uh, Patricia says, is the responsibility of the insurance company to make good the damage to the insured property or pay the claim to the assigned beneficiaries. So thank you for your uh, comment, uh, Patricia. Yes, yeah, so Marceline, the policy holders, my heart goes out to them. And again, yes, all of this makes me very nervous. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah, because, because then it begs the question, once the, 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 the assets of the company has been, have been liquidated, should the proceeds go towards paying the policy holders? How does that work? Well, I, I don't know what decisions uh, the, the court has taken, and if uh, the matter, if it's uh, if it's the matter has been heard in the courts, I I have no idea. But uh, this is unheard of. This is unheard of because uh, uh, insurance uh, the insurance companies um, are, are are well um, you know regulated. I I have never seen anything like what is happening in Dominica. I, I cannot. I can't even speak as to how the clients are going to recover uh, uh, their um, their monies because this is unheard of. This should never. This should never happen in the first place. And uh, and uh, let alone it. You know, uh, the, the current situation is like that. I 
I don't understand why this insurance company could not have been bailed out because we have to do what is legal and what is morally right. I, I can't understand why because you this this the, it's it's a lot of people losing their um their investments. You know, mm -hmm. you have you have you have um um properties that are still in the state of disrepair. You you have um people losing their properties because the the the, the property was damaged and they, they they can't fix it. The homeowners can't fix the property on their own and the. That property still still has a mortgage on it. So, what do you think is going to happen? What do you think is going to happen? You have some of the hotels that 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 were not that that could not the claims were not paid, and as a result, the, those, those the hotels are uh, are not operational. Mm -hmm. uh, and I am sure that there uh, there are mortgages on 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 those properties. So, if if the the, the hotel is in a state of disrepair and uh, you can't conduct any business there as to generate um, that income where you can service your debt, your indebtedness to the bank. Then, of course, it's a domino effect. All because, all because, all because the uh, the company uh, there's there's no money to pay. You can't squeeze blood out of stone. There isn't no money to pay. And what where this uh, this uh, this ten million dollar um, um um dollars came in. When, why would you give a company ten million dollars and you know that is not that is not going? It's just a drop in the in in a bucket. You know it's not going to to do it. Uh, and and there's there, I must say that there was sufficient monies because look at the the, the monies that we waste. You know the lavishness the, we waste monies on 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 sham elections in Dominica. Just. Look how much money did this um this this Labour Party expend on a on a on a on a on a one man campaign, and you have companies going under, you know how many how much did did we spend did this government spend on campaigns over the last three elections in Dominica over the last elections since Hurricane since Hurricane and Maria. You mean to tell me that some of those companies could not have been protected? You are listening to Untapped Potential with Dr. Simone. If you live in Canada, the U.S., and the U.K., and are looking for Dominica products, including cocoa sticks, bay rum, coffee, soaps, crafts, and other popular Dominica items, then look no further. You can now shop on buydominicaonline.com, a secure, easy-to-navigate website selling a wide variety of Dominica-made and Dominica-inspired products. When you shop on buydominicaonline.com, you are helping to grow Dominica's economy. Go to buydominicaonline.com and enjoy home away from home. Listening to a portion of our interview with uh, Miss Marcelin Edwards, a very knowledgeable uh, Dominican with regards to life insurance. I keep saying life insurance with insurance in general, and we talked on the topic of mortgage insurance and how the the impact that uh, losing first domestic insurance in Dominica will have on everyone. So again, that was the first portion of the interview. Don't forget to click on pushpast10.com and click on the YouTube link if you're interested in seeing the entire interview. Or if you're on Facebook, you can check us out on Push Past 10 on Facebook so that you can enjoy the entire interview as well as any questions which were asked at the end of the program. So let us move right along here with our tip of the week. And this week, I thought we could look at procrastination. Uh, of course, uh, there are many topics that we will have to come back to because they are at the core of why some of us are unable to push past and complete our goals, those important life goals that we are working on. And I think that we can all agree that procrastination is one of the topics that we need to continue to explore because it is one of the aspects, one of the elements that always seems to get in the way when we're trying to achieve those important life goals. So this week, our article is coming from a very well-mined V-E-R- why 
W-E-L-L-M-I-N-D.com. So verywellmind.com. And the name of the article is What is Procrastination? Putting off tasks we don't enjoy is common despite the consequences. So again, what is procrastination? Putting off tasks we don't enjoy is common despite the consequences. So it begins by saying procrastination is the act of delaying or putting off tasks until the last minute or past their deadline. Some researchers define procrastination as a form of self-regulation failure characterized by the irrational delay of task despite potentially negative consequences. According to Joseph uh, Ferrari, a professor of psychology at DePaul University in Chicago and author of Still Procrastinating, the No Regret Guide to Getting It Done, around 20% of U.S. adults are chronic procrastinators. No matter how well organized and committed you are, chances are that you have found yourself uh, frittering away hours on trivial pursuits, watching TV, updating your Facebook status, shopping online, when you should have been spending that time on work or school-related projects. Whether you're putting off finishing a project for work avoiding homework assignments, or ignoring household chores, procrastination can have a major impact on your job, your grades, and your life. So this is a very good article. So it looks at the causes of procrastination. Remember that time when you thought you had a week left to finish a project that was really due the next day? How about the time you decided not to clean up your apartment because you didn't feel like doing it right now? We often assume that projects won't take as long to finish as they really will, which can lead to a false sense of security when we believe we have still have plenty of time to complete this task. So really a very good, uh, a very good article from Very Well Mind. And you would like, you would want to take a look at that because again, so many of us struggle with procrastination. So it goes into uh, some of the causes of procrastination. Why do we procrastinate? And so much more. So again, take a look. And if procrastination is something that you struggle with, then this article will be very helpful. And then maybe next week, we can also look at creating a plan of action. Because I find that many times, if we do not have a very clear path to achieving our goals, then we're not quite sure what to work on each day, each week, each month. So maybe next week, we will talk about creating a plan of action to move us closer to our goals. So here we are at the end of the program. Thank you for spending this time with me. If you're a regular, a regular listener, we appreciate your consistent support. If this is your first time joining us, we want to say thank you for coming on board. We hope that you will set your reminder to be here with us every Tuesday from 5.30 Eastern Standard Time to be a part of our movement, our movement to get energized, to get powered up for the week ahead and to uh, be consistent with working towards achieving those life goals that we have set out for ourselves. So as always, I encourage you to visit pushpast10.com to see everything we're working on. This is the heart of the carnival season in Dominica and I wanted to feature this great interview that Leroy Waddix Charles, a true stalwart of culture in Dominica, did with the young and upcoming signal band, uh, Mr. Shelley and Stasha, who gave us an incredible performance on Friday on Leroy's program, Creole Heartbeat. I wanted to feature them because I think that these young, energetic people, they are the future of our culture, the future of our music. And not to mention, I'm a huge fan of Signal Band because 
Unlike too many of the bands in Dominica, their lyrics are clean, their music is on point, and yet we still get the energy that we need to enjoy the music. So I'm a huge fan of Signal Band. Shelly has been on my uh, platform a couple of times, so we want to continue to encourage them with their journey to success. So you can check out that video on Push Past 10, uh, Leroy uh, Waddix Charles with Shelly and Stasha on Creole Heartbeat from last Friday. So again, thank you for being here for another episode of Untapped Potential. I look forward to being in your company next week for yet another episode. Again, don't forget, we're already in February, today being the last day of January. So let us continue to create a plan, a course of action for how we will be able to achieve those goals. So go ahead, make that phone call. Go ahead, send that email, follow up on what you ought to be doing to achieve those goals that you have set out for yourself. So again, thank you for being here. Um, I look forward to being with you next week. Uh, don't forget that your life story is your strength. Remember that the challenges you faced uh, in the past have prepared you for the challenges you face today. Remember to tap into your potential every day. Remember to stay strong, stay positive, stay active, and stay engaged and stay engaged until we meet again next week at the same time you have yourself.